0: Welcome, one and all, to episode 1, version 2.0 of Scared of the Dark. Hello, everybody. I'm Stephanie, and this is Scared of the Dark. We're calling this version 2.0 of episode 1 because I already recorded this episode, and then my recording software crashed. And I could only recover four minutes of the of the entire episode. I promise to bring as much enthusiasm I can to this material a second time. Today we're going to be talking about games to not play in the dark. I recently heard of this book called Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark by Lucia Peters, and it's a really interesting book, you should definitely check it out. But I'm saying do not play them, don't do it, it's not worth it, there's always a consequence. Don't do it. If you play these games, you're dumb. I don't make the rules. It's just fact. The first game that I want to tell you about is called The Answer Man. It is also known as Phantom of the Answer or just The Answer Phantom. He's a man of many a title. Legend has it that The Answer Man is a ghost of a boy that was born as just a head. He had no arms, no legs, and no torso. M- nor torso no torso. Unfortunately, I can't imagine this boy was born alive, but the ghost of that baby boy is the Answer Man. It's said that now this ghost is trying to complete his body by collecting or stealing body parts from people who play this game. So there you go, that's reason enough not to do it. He's just there for your body parts. The game is said to have originated in Japan in the early 2000s, with the rise of mobile phones, and you'll find out why that makes sense in just a moment. To play this game, you will need to find nine other players to play it with you, and you need to find somewhere to play. It can be anywhere, and at any time. It doesn't have to be nighttime, but it does have to be somewhere that you will not be interrupted. A common theme with these games is that there's always a way to close the game and end your connection with whatever dark, mysterious entity you've come in contact with. So you don't want to be interrupted because that could mess up you getting away from the nasties. Once you've found your players and somewhere to play, you need to gather supplies you'll need, which will be 10 mobile phones. You need to have 10 functional phones. Burner phones are recommended because you don't need any other features but being able to make and receive phone calls, and you have to destroy the phone at the end of the game. So you don't want to use your iPhone. You want to use a cheap burner phone that you just bought. It's recommended that you prepare questions ahead of time to ask the Answer Man if you are successful in contacting him. You can decide this either individually, each player can come up with questions they would like to ask him, or as a group, you can come up with a list of questions that you want to ask him, which seems the most fair to me because, as we'll find out later, only one person playing the game actually gets to talk to him. And so the rest of you are just along for the ride unless you all make a list of questions to ask. Next, you're going to want all 10 people to sit down. Or you don't actually have to be sitting, sorry. You're going to want all 10 people to make a circle. You can be standing, you can be sitting, it doesn't matter. But you all need to be sitting. (laughs) I keep saying sitting. You don't have to sit. You'll have to be in a circle. Then every person is going to give their phone number to the person on their right. You're going to want to give them the number of this phone that you don't mind destroying. Give it to the person on your right. Once everyone has everyone's phone numbers... One person will count to three, and everyone will call the person on their left at the same time. When you all call each other, there are two things that can happen. First, all ten phones could just get a busy signal or go to voicemail. If that happens, you hang up, the game is over. You have failed to contact the answer man. But you still have to destroy all ten phones immediately. Even if you didn't contact anything, you still have to destroy all 10 of the phones, which is why you want to be using those burner phones and not your thousand dollar iPhone. (laughs) However, if only nine phones go to voicemail or get that busy signal and the 10th phone's call is answered, congratulations, you are now on the phone with the answer man. That one lucky player, lucky maybe, that one lucky player then gets to ask the Answer Man any question that they want. It can be the personal questions they came up with or the list of questions that the group came up with, but you now get to ask a question. The Answer Man will then answer your question, give you the information you're looking for, but then he can ask you any question he wants. You cannot lie. You cannot omit the truth or leave any information out of your answer. You can't spin the truth. To make yourself sound better you have to fully and honestly answer whatever question he asks you another thing to note here is that when he answers the call you cannot put him on speaker and you cannot pass the phone to any other player in the group which is why it's helpful to have that list of questions because the answer man chooses whose call he's going to answer and he will only speak to that one person if the answer man accepts your answer to his question you will then get to ask him a second question but you'll have to answer a question of his in return and so on and so forth as long as he is satisfied with the answers you give him or you still have questions to ask when you run out of questions you can end the game by thanking the answer man for his time and telling him that you now have to go however he is a tricky bastard he is going to try and keep you on that line for as long as he can he will offer you quote unquote free information you cannot agree to this do not agree but do not hang up on this man don't be rude mind your manners don't hang up on him but continue to say thank you for your time but now i must go it's recommended that you say only those words persistently until he agrees to avoid getting tricked into staying on the call with a different conversation. If you're persistent enough, eventually he's supposed to agree and hang up and you must immediately destroy all 10 phones used to play the game, not just the one that he answered, but all 10 used to play the game. Whether or not you even whether or not he even answered the call, you still have to destroy all 10 phones and get rid of all the pieces of them as soon as possible. A few little extra warnings about this game. Again, he'll never give you free information. He'll try to trick you saying that he will, but he won't. He'll always find a way for you to have to answer one of his questions in return. And he will purposely ask you questions that you will not be able to answer to his standards or to his liking. And when that happens, the consequence for not answering to his liking is that you will start to feel a strange sensation somewhere on your body. Now, this is where there are two different versions of the tale. One version is that a phone, a phone, no, a phone will jump out of a hand. A hand will come out of the phone and immediately tear that part of your body off and take it for himself. I don't really like that version. It's like, oh, look, he stole a piece of my body. But (laughs) there's a different version, which in my opinion is scarier. And that is that you'll feel that strange sensation somewhere on your body. It can be a joint your finger, a toe, a whole limb, or your head. And that part of the body is the price for losing the game. And this version of the story, my favorite, says that this Answer Man will come for his prize, this piece of your body, at any point in the next days, weeks, or even years after playing the game. And he'll do this through an illness or an accident or in any way, really. I picture personally say you lose the game and you get a tingly feeling in your head i imagine it is a tingly feeling then in my messed up imagination i'm picturing like in the office where i think it's joe packer dies by his head being cut off in a car accident that's what i picture happening to you for losing this game so don't don't play and certainly do not lose that is the game the answer man I'll put the sources for both of these games that we're going to go over today in the show notes because I found a lot of information on the same sites and books for both of them. So you can go read the websites and the books later, but we're going to go to our second game now, which is called The Corner Game. The Corner Game, in my opinion, is a lot scarier than The Answer Man game, and you'll figure out why in just a moment the origins of the corner game are believed to be in korea but i couldn't find anything to confirm that it's just kind of rumored or part of the legend that it originated over there the corner game is essentially a summoning ritual that summons entities that live or are drawn to corners some of them are said to be Entities that live on the ceiling, but are still attracted to the ritual because they use the corners to come down from the ceiling to be closer to their human prey. That's what I saw. Terrifying. That alone is enough reason to not do this. A quote from that book I mentioned is that the game is to contact the creature that lurks in the corners of every room. That is a terrifying idea by itself. But contacting that creature, another level. The book also does not state a reward for this game. In the book, it shows like a risk level and a reward for all the games. And listed under reward for the corner game, none. That's literally what it says. So you get nothing out of this but trauma. So, how do you play this pointless and terrifying game? First, You need to find three other people who are stupid enough to play this game with you the players in this game are called principals for some reason i couldn't find a reason why this is what they were called once you've found these three dumbasses to play with you you have to choose a room to play in and then you have to take the furniture out of that room and then you additionally have to completely clear the building of any other living things so if you have Roommates or pets, they all have to be out of the building. They can't be present while you do this ritual. Then you will turn on the lights in the game room and proceed to turn out all of the other lights of the house or building. So the only lit room will be the game room. Next, before you start playing this game, you're supposed to designate a speaker who will be player one, and no one but that speaker is allowed to speak for the entirety of this ritual. Once you've got that figured out, you've numbered your players, player one is your speaker, you all, one by one, go into the designated game room and chant your name out loud three times. Sounds like some demon shit to me, but that's what you do. You go in, you chant your name three times, and then when you're all inside, you close the door. Then you are all silent and turn out the lights. Each player then goes into one of the four corners of the room. I think I forgot to say that, but the corner, the the corner, the room you're playing in must have four corners only, not three corners, not five corners. I don't know what kind of fucking room you have in your house that doesn't have three corners, but you got to have, oh, doesn't have three corners, doesn't have four corners, but you got to have four corners. All right. Then each player chooses a corner. You can't have two players in one corner. You can't have a corner that's empty. One per player, all right? You need your space. Then you stand in that corner, facing the wall, back to the room, again, not speaking. Not speaking is stressed in every step of this game, so it's probably really important. Once everyone is positioned, the speaker will count to three, and on three, the players will rotate clockwise- to the next corner again backs to the center of the room the entire time so you're waddling shuffling your ass from one corner to the next clockwise once everyone has made it to the next corner you repeat that step again count to three and you all move again and you do that until every player has stood in every corner of the room and then it's time to end the game unless One of the players goes missing during these steps. (laughs) People can go missing playing this game. If someone is found to be missing, the speaker should then alert the other principals that they're going to start the emergency procedure. This game is no joke. You have procedures and policies. In this emergency procedure, each player must say their name backwards three times, summoning another demon, I imagine, and then turn around and press their backs to the wall. So this whole time you've been facing the wall and now you'll turn around and face the center of the room, backs against the wall, and the player closest to the light switch will then turn on the light and the missing player should, should, not will, reappear. Again, no one speaks now. All quiet. You can now continue the game. However, there is a chance after your buddy has gone missing and you do this emergency procedure that there will now be five not four people in the room but five there will be an extra figure there if this happens the speakers will tell the other players to start the completion procedure it is important to note you are not supposed to speak to or acknowledge this extra figure in any way whatsoever The speaker will tell you to do the completion procedure. And in this procedure, all the players go to the light switch without facing the center of the room. So you've turned back around, you're facing the wall, and you all have to make your way to the light switch. Ideally walking behind the extra dude. So wherever he is, you go away, even if it's the long way to the light switch, facing the wall. Once you get to the light switch, there's kind of two versions of this that I saw. One source said that everyone has to have their hand on the light switch and then again chant their name backwards three times. One source said that you all have to have one hand on the light switch while you chant and others didn't specify, so maybe do that just to be sure if you're going to be dumb and play this game. And then, (laughs) no joke, then the instructions say you turn on the lights and quote, hope for the best. (laughs) So, this might not work. you just fucking hope it will. Then the next step if if all players made it through the game, if you're all still there and alive, you can leave the room. You're not supposed to go back into that room for quite some time, and you are supposed to never be in there alone in the dark again. Obviously, I don't think you need to be told that, but it does. It does specify never to be there alone in the dark again. Some little extra need-to-know information about this game. Some warnings. Um, as I said earlier, do not speak unless you're the speaker. Was in every single step of the instructions for this game. So, it's got to be important, right? Don't talk. One source said that players could speak in emergencies. But I would recommend not, first of all, don't play the game. But not doing that. Just let the speaker do his job and the rest of you be silent. If during the game players bump into each other while you're waddling like a dumbass around this dark room, you're supposed to turn on the lights and wait a few minutes before starting the game over again. Again, not speaking. It's recommended that before you start the game, you should come up with signals for starting the different procedures and for if a player disappears. One popular method I saw is to number the players, as I said before, uh speaker being number 1 and then have player 2 player three and player four so then after each rotation the speaker will knock once saying he made it to his next or they made it to their next corner and then player two will knock twice to say that they've made it player three will knock three times and player four will knock four times and that way if someone doesn't knock then you know that they are gone some version said that the disappearing player just reappeared in a different room Um, in the building they were playing in, but others didn't specify, so I assume they're, like, in the underworld or something. (laughs) So, that was one method to know when someone has disappeared, which seems important if you're in the dark. You can't just be hoping for the best. If anyone but the speaker speaks during this whole thing, all I could find was that you've now brought terrible danger onto the whole group. I couldn't find anything more specific than that, so... We're left to imagine the worst, which seems like the most likely scenario anyway. One more thing. This is kind of all over the place right now. I apologize for this last part. But another thing is all four players are required to do the completion procedure, to close the game. So if someone has disappeared and you do the emergency procedure, but they don't reappear, you're just fucked because you can't end the game. You can't close the connection you've opened with the creatures of the ceilings and corners, and you're just living with them for the rest of your life, I guess. One comment that I found on a website called The Ghost in My Machine, which is where I found a lot of information on these games. Highly recommend the website. Really cool. One comment that I found um, for this game was what if the speaker disappears? Because (laughs) what if the buddy that is pulled down to the wherever the fuck is the speaker? Because no one else is now allowed to speak. Player two isn't suddenly the speaker. That's still the only person that's allowed to talk during this whole game. So you have no way of counting to finish the game. You have no way of saying hey now we gotta like do the emergency thing you just have to know and like do it silently i don't know but what if the speaker disappears that seems like the worst of the worst but yeah and again if he doesn't come back you can't close the game with three people so you're just stuck and that is the corner game (laughs) terrifying that was the scariest out of the two in my opinion again do not play these games you dumbass if you do you're stupid that's it with you, I guess. I don't know. Deal with it. My problem with these games or what scares me about these games is there's always a way to quote-unquote end the game or close whatever connection you've opened with this usually dark and negative demon thing. But are we just going to trust them and take them for their word that ending the game like this means they go away? I feel like if you've brought a dark thing into this room or in connection with you they're not just gonna leave because they said they will like I don't think they're very honest I don't think they're demons of their word so that's what scares me is that you're I'm imagining you open this thing or invite it to wherever you are and it's just gonna live with you for the rest of your life so those are the two games that I chose to tell you about today I hope you enjoyed hearing about them. But again, don't do it. Just don't. I'll leave the sources where I found my information in the show notes if you want to go find them. Again, I highly recommend the book Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark by Lucia Peters. Really interesting. There's other games in there that I think you'd like if you liked these. That is the end of episode one. Thank you again for listening. You can find the show on Twitter at ADark podcast and on Instagram at the SOTD podcast. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, don't contact any demons. It's not recommended, all right? I'm not encouraging you, but if you do, tell me about what happened, you freaking dumbass. (laughs) Bye, guys. I'll see you in the next one.